It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington Football with your hosts of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, Dave Harrison and Chris Russell. Find Chris when he's not on the show at the Team 983 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, and on the Radio.com app and covering your Washington football team and writing for SI.com. Find me over at Locked On Bucks and at BucksNation.com covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nation on Twitter. Find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82. And find the show at Locked WFT Pod. Welcome to our returning listeners, our new listeners as well. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. From time to time, we read some of those reviews. We will get to some more. But first, I got I got to thank my co-host Chris because you covered down on on for me uh, for for our hope for our get for our listeners a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Right, uh, we were literally literally seconds away from <laughs> recording, and I heard a click on my computer. And all of a sudden, my microphone just would not work. And it literally took me, I mean, Chris, you can attest to this. I literally got it fixed right before we started recording this episode. So basically a 24-hour turnaround, for whatever reason, my mic just went dead. So I appreciate you covering the covering the episode. I listened to it. Uh, I thought it was very entertaining. So hopefully our listeners did as well. Uh, it's been a while uh, since um, since I've had one of those moments, uh, but I know exactly what you were going through. I felt terrible. Uh, I was more than happy to help, um, and I hope I didn't bore anybody just droning on and on and on about what I thought about Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ronald Darby, and Kevin Pierre-Lewis, but uh, it's great to have you back, number one, but that's what we're going to do. Uh, or at least on part of today's episode, and that is get your opinion on the three moves, the three major moves that we know of for the Washington football team as of this recording, which is, and before we get to Darby and Kevin Pierre-Lewis, obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick coming aboard, uh, David, one year, $10 million base, chance to make up to 12, mm-hmm. 38-year-old quarterback, team number nine, your turn, sir. Yeah, I mean, listen, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a guy that we've mentioned during the offseason coverage that we've had leading up to uh, the open negotiation window. And our listeners who have been with us for the last month and a half or so know that I I was a huge advocate for Ryan Fitzpatrick coming to this team. He's a veteran quarterback. He knows how to play the game. He knows how to represent the company. Uh, he, he knows how to represent the brand. He's not going to cause any problems on or off the field. You know what I mean? And and but at the same time, he's fiery. You know, like I, like I could understand some people who maybe don't know him or haven't seen him kind of up close and personal in his career. Looking at that whole situation and, and how things went down in Miami with Tua Tungabailoa and maybe saying, oh, you know, he's, he's a guy that just kind of lets himself get walked over and and kind of rolls over. I heard a little bit of, you know, conversation about that during the whole process because then they would turn to him and, you know, Tua would struggle. So they turned to Ryan and say, hey, go in there and save the young fella. And he'd go in there and on occasion he'd pull out a victory for them. And, you know, uh, like you said, that whole debacle there kind of cost them a, a playoff spot. But Ryan Fitzpatrick is is not the man. He's he's not going to get stepped on. He's not going to get walked over. But he's also he also understands that there's a bigger picture behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. And what he's focused on is what he brings to that bigger picture. 
So at the end of the day, as much as he didn't like being benched by the Dolphins, replaced for Tua Tonga-Vailoa, he also understood that the team had a vision, the team had a direction to go to, and he was just one part of that team. That's what you're going to get in Washington. So whether it's it's Ryan starting, you know, the beginning of the regular season, or it's Taylor Heineke, or it's Ryan and then it's Taylor Heineke, or they go out and draft a, a Kyle Trask and maybe midseason he shows enough in practices that they decide they want to throw him out there. Whatever the situation is, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not only going to execute his role in that situation, but he's going to support it. Even if he doesn't like it, he's going to support it. And I would almost guarantee that he is coming in here with the, the under the motive of competing for a starting job. I don't think that Ron Rivera promised him a starting job. I highly doubt he's coming in expecting uh, to just be handed the starting gig, but he's going to go out there. He's going to try to show that he is the better quarterback, at least to begin 2021 versus, you know, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, and whoever else might be in the quarterback room because he knows how to bet on himself. He's played for nine football teams. Like you mentioned, you know, this one, including, and it, and really it's, it's kind of weird because usually you look at a quarterback and you say, man, you play for nine teams. How bad are you really? But really he's played for nine teams because he's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's just not that dynasty quarterback. He's not going to turn the ship around, but when you need a guy to come in and be a stabilizing factor for your team, that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I'm incredibly excited to see him come in. Uh, I can't wait to get started covering him, you know, and, and the team, hopefully in person if COVID allows it. Uh, but I think that the fans and the team have a really strong quarterback, a leader at the position that's going to help usher in whatever happens next. Yeah, I think it adds a little bit of juice to the position. There's no doubt about it. And it gives them, you know, like you mentioned, veteran insurance policy, but a veteran insurance policy, but really more, it gives them their their most likely option at the person that's going to start the most amount of games. And one other thing that we should keep in mind, both with Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen, uh, is their injury history. And quite honestly, both have been banged up quite a bit. So this was a necessary move. And this is probably, probably the most you know, I guess surefire way to stop the injury injury merry-go-round that Washington seemingly has found itself in since letting go of Kirk Cousins. Um, Ronald Darby leaves for Denver three years, right around thirty million. Looks like about twenty million guaranteed. I don't think this was to go and win more games. I think this was about getting paid. How do you read that? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that Ronald Darby basically was just going to go wherever uh, paid him the best offer, gave him the best offer, and that's just kind of how he entered free agency, which, hey, you know, to, to each their own. I think that uh, the Washington football team's got a much better chance of making a playoff uh, return than the Denver Broncos do having their first playoff game under Vic Fangio. But, you know, uh, that's why they play the game, so it could go either way. But I, I definitely view this as Darby uh, basically taking the best the best deal he could get. We're going to get into the cornerback position in our next segment, who's out there and who could replace Ronald Darby. Kevin Pierre-Lewis, David, left for the Houston Texans. Two years, right around $8 million. Not sure exactly the structure, but certainly a better deal than he got last year and probably was going to get from Ron Rivera in Washington this year. Uh, I think it's a, a decent size loss just because they were already thin at linebacker to begin with. And he is uh, a good, a real good athlete. The problem is, is he didn't play down the stretch. A, he got hurt. And then B, even when he was kind of ready, they didn't put him back in. So is it a significant loss? Eh, probably not. Is it a loss? Yes. How do you kind of process KPL leaving? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a hole because he's a guy that, you know, you've seen effort out of him, you've seen production out of him, and he's just, he's kind of there. I mean, it's it's like you said, it's like, is it really that big of a deal? I don't know, it's like, 
if if the if the door going from your house to your garage falls off, is, is that a, is that a loss to your house structure? Yeah, it's a loss, but I mean, like the the building's not going to fall down because of it. So I mean, he's he's replaceable, and I don't mean to marginalize anybody, but I mean he's replaceable, you know, and and most likely he was looking for either more money, more you know, more years or something that maybe Washington was willing to give him. Uh, this is a team that's building Houston. I'm not really sure what you would consider them, but Washington is a team that building. So they're probably not looking to spend a whole lot of money on guys that they're not really sure about. And Ron kind of talked about that in his press conference. Uh, so, you know, for, for KPL going somewhere that maybe, again, maybe it was money, maybe it was years, maybe it was a combination of the two. All right. That's David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. This is the locked on Washington football team podcast. We appreciate you being with us coming up next. We will go over who's left out there as of this recording at corner at linebacker at wide receiver. We'll get David's thoughts. I'll mix in my thoughts. Who could the Washington football team add uh, as free agency is officially about to get started uh, in the national football league, but Speaking of free agency and madness, we have Built Bar Madness. That's right. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a long time now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing taste of protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the bestest. It's Built Bar Madness. Right now, you should go to BuiltBar.com. Trust me, just go there. Have fun. And at bar underscore built on Twitter to see the bracket and to make your vote be heard. Whatever your flavor of choice is, they could make a run to the big dance. Remember to also use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And again, check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar in all the land. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, we're covering everything you need to know about the Washington Football Team franchise, but what about the rest of sports? Well, now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there with the Locked On Today podcast, hosted by Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcast Chris entering segment two here of today's episode. We're going to go over uh, again, and you mentioned it, but I'm going to reiterate it just for our listeners. These are players that are available at the time of recording, and I'll just be completely uh, transparent. It's 7-12 Eastern time that we're recording this podcast. Right, on um, Tuesday night. On Tuesday night. So, I mean, uh, you know, things are, things are moving and shaking, and we're going to look at some players that are still currently available that we have our eye on for the Washington football team, whether it be a dream scenario or a realistic scenario. Let's go to wide receiver, David, because this is an area that we talked about a lot, and the market seems to be very, very, very perplexing at this point. Uh, right now, as we speak, Kenny Galladay is still out there. Will Fuller is still out there. Juju Smith-Schuster is out there. But guys 
guys like Corey Davis, Nelson Aguilar, uh, and some others have now been snatched up. Mm. Where are you leaning towards when it comes to Washington? I still love Kenny Galladay, and, and I know uh, you know it, it may be it may be something like we like you talked about. It may be a situation where he's looking for a, a playoff bound team with a top quarterback, you know, like an Aaron Rodgers type. Maybe I don't know. That's the hard part about this whole thing is we don't know completely what the player motivations are. You know, you see some of these guys just literally make a money grab, but you see some of them want to set themselves up for success. And in an off season like this, and when you're a guy like Kenny Galladay, and you see guys like Shaq Barrett taking team friendly deals, Levante David taking team friendly deals. These are players that are coming back to playoff situations. You kind of look across there and you say, man, how, how, how envious you have to be to be in that situation. So maybe you're looking at some of these playoff contenders that have a little bit of money. Unfortunately for Kenny, there's not a lot of those guys. So I think when you look at the second tier of teams that are still in the hunt, quote unquote, but aren't considered you know favorites, I think Washington falls in that tier. I think you know maybe the Minnesota Vikings fall into that tier. Obviously, there's some AFC teams. Uh, so I really want to see the team still go after Kenny Galladay. Those reports have not yet come out that necessarily they're talking to him. But, I mean, there's been a lot of tight lips around the Kenny Galladay situation because you know mm-hmm. he's getting phone calls. So the fact this stuff is not leaking means that they really are. They're just kind of taking their time. And I would say doing it the right way because those leaks usually come with some pressure, right? It's like we're trying to get somebody off their stand a little bit. So I like when things don't get leaked because it kind of means that people are, are probably talking to each other with some honesty. All right, so I'm going to still go and stay with Curtis Samuel. I think Curtis Samuel was probably asking for, uh, in initial conversations, uh, a lot of money. And now maybe that price starts to dry up a little bit as the market changes and as agents and teams realize how many receivers there are, not only in free agency, quality receivers still, but also in the draft. And to me, Curtis Samuel is you know, a nice addition, but he's not a break the bank addition in my eyes, meaning I want to keep him under $10 million a year, not only for cap reasons, but also because I've got to pay Terry McLaurin big time uh, starting after year three, meaning up this upcoming year. So I can't throw the system completely out of whack. I'll still lean towards Samuel and say he comes here, but ultimately I really think this is going to come down to Who wants to come here? Who's good for what cost and how cheap can you get them uh, while still adding a nice piece? Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, it fits. And I would love to see Curtis Samuel on this team as well. And then wrapping it up, Chris, we're going to turn to linebackers. So who do you have your eye on out there in the linebacker field? So, you know, this one is interesting because I I, I know, you know, everybody wants big names and all that stuff. Um, I, you know, I think with losing Kevin Pierre-Lewis and I think with already having a need at middle line, I don't see a middle linebacker that I really, really, really like. And with Levante David and Matt Milano uh, up, I think Jayon Brown and KJ Wright are probably going to cost too much money. Uh, Maybe Denzel Perriman might be a guy, but the one guy that, you know, I've heard that they're talking to that they have an interest in is Nicholas Morrow from the Las Vegas Raiders, who was brought to that organization when they were in Oakland, when Jack Del Rio was the head coach. He's a versatile linebacker, still not even 26 yet. And again, he's played multiple positions and he's pretty good in coverage and good on special teams. Uh, And he's not necessarily an absolute starter, but he can start. So to me, I think they'll probably add him and then maybe somebody else. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of guy that you can get uh, in a rare case in free agency. You can, you can probably get at a fair price, maybe even a little underpaid. 
if you develop him into the role that you want him to be in. And again, like you said, the connection is there, the knowledge of who he is and who he can be is there. So you kind of have that advantage. So potentially, uh, you know, the odds of getting a good return on your value in free agency is usually not there, but in this situation could be. I've got my eyes. I, I'm glad that you kind of passed over those top guys on the list because I'm kind of with you. I don't really think that those guys are going to bring the value that this team is looking for for the price that they're going to cost. So I'm actually kind of looking at uh, Kyle Van Noy. And I know that there's there's rumors and speculation as we talk, as we speak right now, that he's going to return to the Patriots. That, that may very well happen. But if he doesn't return to the Patriots, he's a guy, he's, he's, again, he's a veteran. He knows the system. He knows the game. He knows the business. And he's also very versatile. Even though he's 30 years old, he's still very versatile. So the team can use him in a multitude of roles as they flesh out this thing. So if you get a young guy here and that and that's so you want to push Kyle somewhere else, he can fill that role. So good conversation there, Chris. And better conversations to come as well as news continues to trickle down. By the time we record tomorrow, we'll probably have another new development to talk about. And some of those developments are actually being bet on as we speak as well. And a lot of people, smart people, are doing that at betonline.ag because they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action, whether it's NFL futures, NBA games, March Madness, hockey, whatever you want, even TV shows and reality TV. Betonline.ag has you covered for all the new scores and odds you need. It's the best way to place your bets. And the best part, it's free to sign up. All you have to do is head to their website using your computer or your mobile device. Sign up today. And when you use a promo code locked on with your first deposit, you will earn a 50% welcome bonus. Again, that's a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit by using the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Wednesdays on Locked On NFL, take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapine are joined every week by a Locked On Draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this week, or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need to know Wednesdays on Locked on NFL. Subscribe to Locked on NFL wherever you get your favorite podcasts, like the Locked on Washington football team podcast. All right, guys, as we get into this next segment, uh, a little bit of an admin note, Chris and I had actually put this episode to bed and uh, just like it happened the other night with Brian Fitzpatrick signing the Washington football team announcing or it being announced anyway that the team had had agreed to a free agent contract this time with William Jackson the third so we don't have a full-blown reaction to this we will have our full-blown reactions to the signing on Thursday in the meantime hit us up on Twitter either uh, at our personal Twitter accounts or of course at the show Twitter account let us know what your thoughts are how you feel about the Washington football team signing William Jackson the third to replace Ronald Darby in the meantime, uh, Chris did a Locked On Now video for the Locked On Podcast Network. Hopefully you've seen those floating around Twitter a little bit. And we're now going to play the audio of Chris's reaction after the announcement of the signing of William Jackson III to the Washington football team. 
Hey, what's going on, Washington football team fans? I'm Chris Russell from the Locked On Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison. Five days a week, we are covering the Washington football team. And as I check my non-existent watch, oh, it's after 11 o'clock p.m. uh, on Tuesday night. That must mean the Washington football team is going to make a major free agent splash, just like they did on Monday night with quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. On Tuesday night, late after many people have gone to bed. William Jackson III, top corner on profootballfocus.com's free agent cornerback board, is coming to Washington, reported to be a three-year, $42 million deal. In case you're not good at math, that averages out to about $14 million per year. We'll check on the guarantees and get you that information uh, as it becomes available. But the bottom line is, is they spend big and hard after losing Losing Ronald Darby to the Denver Broncos, who signed for three years and $10 million. And you have to wonder what they saw in William Jackson III that pushed them so far over the top that they weren't willing to do for Darby. Now, injury history is a thing. Uh, William Jackson III's only missed a couple of games the last couple of years. He's played reasonably well for the Cincinnati Bengals. The theory should be that he'll play lights out with the defensive line that he has in front of him. But it is surprising, if we're being honest, that the Washington football team spent as much money as they did to replace Ronald Darby. They weren't willing to go there for him. They were willing to go for William Jackson, again, to the tune of $14 million per year. That's a lot of money now tied up, of course, in the defense, the corners, and they still need some help at linebacker and could use a free safety. For now, that's all. I'm Chris Russell, host of the Locked on Washington football team podcast, along with my partner, David Harrison. Make sure you check us out wherever you download your podcasts. All right. It is time for yeah, a, I guess, how do we say this? We're asking this on a Tuesday. We're, <laughs> we're going to have you listen to it on a Wednesday and beyond. So it still technically counts as Twitter Tuesday. We threw this out. Uh, via Twitter, David, uh, about this question, uh, and 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 you know, I just wanted to see what people were kind of feeling, to be honest with you. And that is, Ryan Fitzpatrick got a ten million dollar ish contract from the Washington Football Team. He can make up to twelve million dollars, I believe, in incentives. That was the report. Andy Dalton signed with the Chicago Bears after they struck out on Russell Wilson, and he is getting about the same ten million dollar base with a chance to make more in incentives, about thirteen million, according to reports. Now. Dalton is clearly younger. Fitzpatrick is 38 years old. And again, as we discussed on team number nine. So do you want to check out what some of the people said? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm very interested to see what people say about this. All right. So uh, Ivan Lambert, who is my buddy who used to do some work with me over at uh, SI.com. He did a breakdown uh, saying this. Uh, Dalton's rating is 87.3, Fitzpatrick 95.6. QBR Dalton 53.8 to Ryan Fitzpatrick 76.9. Yards per attempt, Dalton 6.5, Fitzpatrick 7.8. Yards uh, per completion, uh, 10 for Dalton, 11.4 for Fitzpatrick. Uh, 
I think it's completion. Oh yeah. Completion percentage 64, nine for Dalton 68, five for Ryan Fitzpatrick intended air yards per pass attempt, six, eight for Dalton. And these are last year's numbers, seven, eight for Ryan Fitzpatrick completed air yards per pass attempt, three, four for Dalton, 4.6 for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Who do you think Ivan Lambert is saying is better uh, there? Uh, Yes. I, I, I would I would tend to think <laughs> I would tend to think he's he's basically saying, um, well, let's see. <laughs> uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is better. So I would ask you this question. Oh, I have one more here uh, before I ask you that question. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric says none of what they're doing makes any sense. First, they botched the quarterback situation. And now with receivers available, they're messing up that as well. I understand not to overpay, but you have to remain competitive as well. So when he says uh, take to take Fitzpatrick over a younger quarterback that were available and then not to do anything else, how do you kind of read that? Because, I mean, he is right to a degree that Ryan Fitzpatrick is 38 years old. Generally at 38, you don't necessarily get better unless your name is Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, he's right to a certain extent, but he's also kind of kind of missing a little bit of the, the broader spectrum of, of things to another extent. And, and that is that, you know, when, when you see players kind of come off the board and, and go to other teams and you see, you know, like a Corey Davis go to the New York Jets. I know that a lot of people, especially a lot of Washington fans, were very interested in Corey Davis. Listen, you don't know, and we, and we don't know, at least I don't know, Chris, if, if you're holding back on me, that's on you, but we don't know right now that that the Washington football team didn't reach out to Corey Davis. You know what I mean? Maybe they did reach out to Corey Davis. People, Corey Davis, people literally just said, no, we're good. Or, you know, we'll get to you. We got a couple other teams first in line or, you know, these things, they, they take an interesting shape sometimes, you know, um, and, and you don't know what other people's motivations are. Corey Davis may have had the New York Jets at the top of his list from before, from before uh, the phone calls were even allowed to start happening. So as soon as, you know, the, the phone started ringing, I mean, you look back at the Tom Brady situation, uh, since since that just kind of came up, as soon as they were, quote-unquote, allowed to, the Buccaneers and Tom Brady were on the phone, and it was Tom Brady selling himself to the Buccaneers, according to Bruce Arians and Jason Light. Some people don't believe it. It is what it is. But that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like you, like Corey Davis and, and, and the New York Jets may have been kind of eyeing each other from across the dance floor, and then as soon as the music started, boom, they get on the phone, they get a deal under, under, underway, and just because you know it wasn't announced in the first minutes, doesn't mean they weren't talking. And then, you know, if that's the case, then Corey Davis isn't taking any more phone calls. Kenny Galladay's still out there. Curtis Samuel's still out there. Juju Smith-Schuster's still out there. There's a lot of receivers out there. And believe me, they're all talking to people. But every day this goes on, you have to believe they're talking to many people. And that mm-hmm. is not, not necessarily a problem. That's just kind of the way the business works. Now, we look at the quarterback position, the Washington football team, they have youth in the quarterback room. They have some mid-level experience in the quarterback room. And now they have veteran leadership in the quarterback room. If they want a green pup to come in, they're they're not picking in a prime position to take a quarterback. Like you'll be lucky if Mac Jones is still sitting there at 19 and he's gonna be the fourth or fifth quarterback off the board. So you either trade up, which goes against the the analogy of stay competitive, because if you're trading up, you're mortgaging your future when you trade up for a quarterback. So you're not gonna stay competitive. You're either going to be competitive or you're not gonna be competitive. That's that's really all there is to it when you trade up that much draft capital for a quarterback, you're either gonna be competitive or you're gonna flounder. So for Washington, they're staying competitive by not mortgaging their future on one player, a la trading up for a quarterback or throwing $25 million at a Kenny Galladay and getting him to sign on the first day of free agency. If Kenny Galladay ends up signing here or elsewhere at $18 million, 
It's going to be because whatever team signed him stayed patient through the noise and didn't hit the panic button. All right. That is a good analysis by David Harrison. Uh, and I appreciate you guys uh, for chiming in with your opinion and some good numbers out of my buddy Ivan Lambert there uh, as well, comparing Fitzpatrick and Andy Dalton. Thanks for participating along the way with us. Again, we certainly want to make you guys more interactive and more involved in the show. So please uh, always feel free to join in. You can follow David Harrison at dharrison82 on Twitter. You can follow me at WrestleMania621 and the podcast at LockedWFTPod. All right, that's going to do it for us on this particular edition of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. As always, we appreciate you guys being with us, downloading, subscribing, rating, reviewing, spreading the word, and keep on coming back and keep listening. Uh, we are expected to have Rayshard Ashby, the uh, Virginia Tech linebacker, a little bit later on in the week. So look forward to that. And as well, make sure you go to BuiltBar.com to vote on Built Bar Madness. Thanks as well to BetOnline.ag. And thank you. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.